Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Kramer. This is Kramer Says Live. It is May. Uh, it's Monday, May 22nd. And uh, you can always catch us on Twitch, Twitter, Rumble, and YouTube Monday through Thursday at this time of night, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can sometimes catch me on TikTok. I am not there right now. And also, you can get the uh, Kramer Says podcast at Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast here in just a moment. We'll go live to the phones. You can call in tonight. Make your voice heard at 877-619-3899. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. Um, If you didn't see, uh, the last week um, has been really hectic for me, uh, really busy. Um, On Monday... The Gateway Pundit released uh, a story that I worked on with Adam Sharp. He's a correspondent from the Gateway Pundit. And we showcased how Act Blue and the Democrats through the DCCC are, it looks like, cooking the books. Um, bringing money in to the system that is dark money. And not just dark money, but illegal money. We did that on uh, Monday. And then on Thursday, this happened. In the olden days, advertisements were fun. Introducing a classic patty melt with a spicy twist. And now we're left with commercials like these. Look at this Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their but the whole beer industry's So here's to women, because without us, there would be no beer. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. And not to be outdone by Bud and Miller Light, Adidas decided to catapult over both of them with their new pride line, a male model bulging out of a woman's swimsuit. And on the way to the pool, why don't you drive there in a pride truck? Sexuality has no bearing on things you can achieve in life. Seeing the very gay raptor in person and what Ford is honestly doing is one of the coolest things we've seen from, from a global brand like this. You know, I think during Pride Month, especially in June, a lot of companies show their pride, but it's what do they do outside of those other 11 months of the year. I don't have a problem with Pride Month, but it's not even Pride Month. It's May. Is it me or is Madison Avenue racing to the bottom? <laughs> I can't even keep up with the agendas anymore. This is a video from Bud Light's parent company. Watch. Diversity and inclusion requires patience, and it requires a cultural change. I notice a lot of fear, fear of the unknown, but the output and the performance of diverse teams is better. We're still 40% women, 60% men, still predominantly white, so there's still work to be done. Yeah. Predominantly white, still work to be done. All right, Tim Kramer is an ad executive. He's the owner of Mosaic Advertising, and he joins me now. So, Tim, this really accelerated this year. They must have done some sort of cost-benefit analysis of this. Why are they doing this? Well, I don't think I don't think they care. I don't think they care about the cost. Uh, This is not being done by these brands. This is being done by management and uh, those who uh, run the companies from the outside, particularly uh, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. So these are investment funds on Wall Street that are influencing advertising campaigns? Absolutely. Why would they be interested in doing that? 
because they're pushing their agenda, their, their, the, the world agenda, the globalist agenda. It, it, for the longest time, it sounded like a um, conspiracy theory to say these things out loud. And over the last two years, we've had a lot of time on our hands to do nothing but research. And what we found is, is that the industry that is driving all of this are those three entities from the top down. Uh, there is no reason that Budweiser wants to lose a billion dollars in revenue over a very short period of time. Um, it's, it's got to be something larger than that. And so we started asking, where is it coming from? And we went back in time and time again. It leads back through to uh, figures like Bill, Bill uh, or Larry F. Fink at BlackRock. Do you think some he of very these very clearly defines what he wants to happen on, a, on an annual basis? Do you think that some of these investment funds are telling these brands to go crazy with this woke stuff? And then when they start losing money, they short the stock? That, that could be it. That is a distinct possibility. I mean, we're seeing all kind of uh, financial shenanigans these days. So it's basically market manipulation. You send these company stock prices all over the place with these ridiculous ad campaigns, and you could make a fortune just on the upside exactly. and on the downside. So what, what is with the apology factor? I feel like you saw it in the Bud Light situation. You saw it in this other advertising campaign. They don't want to have anything to do with what they did in the 80s, 90s, or the 2000s. Is there a shame factor involved in how they used to sell product? Well, no, they, they, they've got this ideology. Let me give you an example. Uh, three years ago, I did a video uh, on social media that went viral, over a billion views. And what I explained was when they started taking the faces off of these uh, products, the faces of color off of the products like uh, Aunt Jemima or Uncle Ben or Land of Lakes Butter, um, they said it was for racial equity. Well, it wasn't. Everybody in the industry knew that it was brand awareness. They were trying to do a brand awareness campaign for Gen Z and millennials who do not buy these products. Have you... I'm sorry, will you get your earpiece back in? Have you seen go. those brands suffer financially when they did remove those traditional faces away? All of them. Every single one of them. And they're the willing same thing with Bud and, Light. And they're willing to take a financial hit to, to, to do that? Well, because it's about normalizing everything that they want to push on the American people. Uh, it, from the top down, they're normalizing the activities they want us to accept across the board. And it's, it's a form of compliance, right? It was like, I, I go back, advertising is nothing more than getting people to act emotionally. That's all it is, right? Somebody wants to feel better or look better or have other people perceive that they're rich or wealthy or whatever. And so these are the, the measures that advertising takes to get them to buy the products that the advertiser want them to buy. The problem is, is that what they've done over the last um, two to three years in particular is they've gone out to their audience and said, half of you, the people that used to buy our products and never think twice about it, half of you are xenophobes, transphobes, homophobic, racist, Z I mean, every name in the book, and it's got to have an effect on the product, Bud Light. People who drink Bud Light were serious about this issue, and it's continuing. Yeah. I mean, if you All see right. it looks the like prices has dropped nationally. They're willing to take a short-term financial hit in order for the long-term ideology to play out. All exactly. Right. Thank you very much. We really appreciate your insight in the industry. Thank you. Uh, that was Thursday of last week. So, um, folks, um, what I've been telling you for the last two years is that if you speak truth to power long enough, um, your voice will start being heard. Um, you do not have to race out into the streets uh, and start turning cars over and uh, burning down buildings and uh, beating people up 
to get your message across. Yes, it's taking time, but it took time to get where we are. When, when we were borrowing money like crazy and nobody was paying attention to the banks, it was happening regardless. It took time to get here. Uh, I, I saw a, a Democrat, uh, one of the what are, crazy brothers, I can't remember, Crasington brothers or whatever they're called on, on Twitter, said, well, well uh, Reagan raised the debt limit, the debt ceiling, 12 times. Yeah, and he was wrong every time. Just because he has an R next to his name doesn't mean I agree with him wholeheartedly. Right now, folks, this is where we start to stand up. On Twitter, on, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, you're seeing it everywhere. Americans are upset. They're pissed. They're upset at what their government's been doing, and not only that, but what their local government continues to do. We've got school systems that are saying now that you don't have rights as a parent. They're our children. And then all of a sudden, like it's a script, you see it happening across the nation where KJP is saying the exact same thing. Biden is saying the exact same thing. Kamala is saying the exact same thing. These children, your children, belong to us. The state will tell you what's best for them. That's where it's gotten to. So this entire week, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to get into conversations about how you can take measures locally because you're not going to have an effect on D.C. You're just not. It's too big. It's too unwieldy. And going to D.C. doesn't solve anything. It's a fucking swamp. That's why Trump called it that, because it's a swamp. You will go there and get gobbled up by the animals that live in the swamp. That's what they do. You don't have what it takes to survive in the swamp. You do at home, though. You can, you can survive at home by holding those in your community accountable. It starts with your school board. It starts with your local sheriff. It starts with your, your city council. You have to show up. You have to be there, or, or it's going to get a lot worse. And how do I know? Well, because it looks like America is following in China's step. A Chinese immigrant claims that China has now threatened her family in China for anti-Chinese activities that she was t undertaking here in the U.S., Fox News reports. Uh, despite the fact that there is an ongoing threat of punishment that she and her family face from the Chinese Communist Party, she started a petition on Change.org calling for the CCP to release a pro-democracy activist from prison. But somehow, the CCP traced the petition back to Ningning. Chinese agents located her parents in mainland China and made them call their daughter in the U.S. to take down the petition or face punishment. She complied. Ningning says Change.org failed to protect her identity, and she fears the CCP has infiltrated the company or hacked their data. So uh, creepy, so frightening. Because, like, you never know, uh, even if you are in America, a free country, you still have to worry about your safety. We've reached out to Change.org and they have not responded. Ningning says ultimately um, that, well, once we reached out to Change.org, she says that they really rely on this website. And she says that despite the threats, she and other pro-democracy dissidents will continue to try to speak out against the communist regime. All these things I care so much is slowly get destroyed uh, literally in front of my eyes. So it, I just feel like uh, they have to be stopped. I, I, I know it, it's just like a, um, some random Chinese people post a petition may not change anything, but I just feel it's my duty to do so.
Activists are warning about China's transnational repression efforts. In 2020, the Justice Department charged Julian Jin, the former security technical leader for Zoom, the video conference company. Prosecutors say Jin was secretly working for the Chinese government to censor political and religious speech that the CCP did not like, even terminating video chats organized by dissidents here in the U.S. We should look into this, you know, how U.S. companies both domestically and uh, uh, abroad are uh, hijacked it, uh, into the surveillance harassment uh, regime uh, by CCP from Beijing. And this is a direct and immediate threat uh, to every American. Ningning says she has spoken to the FBI about her case, but has not heard anything since. Last month, FBI Director Christopher Ray Dana told Congress the FBI has well over 2,000 active investigations involving the Chinese Communist government, which he says represents the greatest threat to our country. Dana. Ryan Yanis, thank you for that. And there you go again. What China is doing, we're following in their footsteps. We're, we're early in, in doing what they're doing. And it's been revealed today that, well, the FBI is not the, the, the knight in, in shining armor that we've been told over the years that they are. I'm tired of hearing Republicans and conservatives talking about, well, the rank and file is good. It's the people on the seventh floor. I, I, I've got to, no, I disagree. I'm sorry, you cannot tell me that there aren't members of the FBI that are not in leadership that aren't stepping forward for one simple reason. They're not stepping forward because they'll lose their job. Their job is more important than the nation. There's far too many of them. They know what's going on. They're not stepping forward to be whistleblowers. Why? Because they see the example that the FBI has made of the others that have stepped forward to be whistleblowers. This report here from Fox News, based on what we know about China, we can expect more of that to start happening here. We're a few years behind China, but, but the FBI and these other three-letter agencies are really trying to catch up. Uh, is the U.S. following in China's footsteps? Sure, we are. We know we are, right? It comes to through these warrantless eavesdropping, digital eavesdropping. Have you heard about this? Take a listen to this one. How many times did the Bureau improperly use this? John, it's a big number, at least 278,000 times. Now, this came out in a court hearing that was a court document that was unsealed from April 2022, but it's part of that secretive uh, intelligence court called the FISA court, so at least 278,000 times. And this is all as uh, members of the intelligence community are essentially begging members of Congress to reauthorize the Section 702 of the Foreign uh, Intelligence Surveillance Act, known as FISA, because it expires on December 31st uh, at the end of this year. The judge in this case, the FISA judge, said that there needed to be uh, changes as problems persist. Uh, the tool is Section 02. It gives the FBI the ability to digitally surveil, as you say, without a court order. Now, we know the FBI used the tool on people connected to the civil unrest following the death of George Floyd, those involved in and around the Capitol attack on January 6 in 2021, even political donors, according to the court. Federal intelligence officials, they are telling Congress to please re-up Section 702, all in the name of safety. Members of Congress, though, right now, clearly have the ball in their court with mixed opinions. There have been dozens of reforms that have been made over the course of the last year or so to address those issues. Um, and again, they've been made by 
well-intentioned people who have been, in many cases, following procedures and protocols and policies that aren't necessarily appropriate. And I think we've buttoned those things up. Well, her Democratic colleague, Jerry Nadler, on the uh, Judiciary Committee does not agree with that. He put out a scathing statement. He said, without significant changes to the law to prevent this abuse, I will oppose the reauthorization of this authority. Now, government data shows that uh, these FISA inquiries, these 702 inquiries, dropped 94 percent uh, 2021 into 2022. But Republicans and Democrats coming together in a bipartisan way to really uh, say that they have a lot of concerns about this, because 200, uh, over 250. 50,000 times, John. Two, a total of 278,000 times. That's extraordinary. Do, do we know, David, do we know, were, were there any occasions where parents who were involved in these school board meetings might have been surveilled? You know, we don't. And it's a fair question because that was all happening in 2021 at the height of the COVID pandemic. We just know that this was 2021 into 2022. But as you can bet, there will be hearings. There will be more information. Uh, the document just made public on Friday. But it's a very fair question to ask if some of those parents uh, may have. There you go. 278,000 times the FBI overreached its authority to look into your life to look into my life. Well, Kramer, I, they may not be looking into mine. You don't know. Is that what your government should be doing? Should it be shadowing? Should it be doing exactly what China does to its citizens? Should it be doing it to us? No, it should not. Why? Well, because we have a constitution. We are not a dictatorship, folks. We're not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic where my rights, my rights are most important. Your rights are most important. The right of the individual is what's most important. We've seen what China has done with its people. And it's amazing to me the number of Republicans who are saying that, oh, we need the Patriot Act and we need the FISA courts. We need the ability for warrantless searches on our citizens. We need that. We can't fight terrorism. We can't fight the, the people who are standing up against our democracy. Well, who the fuck are they? You, me, that's who they're saying is. They're saying that you and I are the problem that we're the threat. Joe Biden, on three separate occasions, has called MAGA, or people who follow Trump, or want to make America great again, that we're the single biggest threat, the single largest threat to democracy in this nation. We're not any threat to democracy. We're not a threat to the union. We're not a threat to the republic. What we are is a threat to Republicans and Democrats and the swamp. That's who we're a threat to. We pose no threat to anyone else. I've been saying this for the last few weeks that I've made a comment. I made a comment a few weeks ago, and I said, if you do this, I'll do this. And I was called out on social media for making a threat against somebody. That's not a threat. That's a warning. If you do this, this is what I'll do. If you touch me, this is what will happen. If you overreach your authority, this is what will happen. That is not a threat. That is a warning. You leave your house, you come to my house, you step on my yard, I'm going to kick your ass. That's not a threat. That's a warning. If I tell you I'm coming to your house to kick your ass, that's a threat. I'm telling the people in Congress, I'm telling all Americans, you will not. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're elected. I don't care if you're a sheriff. I don't care if you're a cop. You will not overstep your authority with me and expect me to, to, to accept it. Not going to happen. I hate bullies. I detest bullies. And, and the, the people that I, that I hate more than the bullies, the ones that I detest even more, are the minions, those who go along, those who would rather take a knee than take a stand. 
made the comment a few weeks ago that you do not have to be a big wheel, a, a, a big wheel to make a lot of noise. You know, the squeaky wheel, you don't have to be a big wheel to make a lot of noise. You can be a little wheel and still make a lot of noise. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. This week, it's important for you guys to understand that you have power. They want you to think you're powerless. The politicians want you to believe that it's all in their hands. They've got to just leave it to them. They'll take this. Well, they've proven that one of two things. They either don't know what the fuck they're doing. Or if they do know what they're doing, they're inept at it. Or everything that they're saying is a lie. And what they're doing is exactly what they want to do. And they're telling us to fuck off as they do it. Giving us the finger in the rearview mirror as they go down the road. Leaving us in their dust. That's what's been happening for the last three years. Folks, I'm tired of screaming and yelling at people, telling them to get on board. If you're not on board, I, I, I can't help you anymore. We've got 18 months to save our nation. If you expect somebody else to do that for you, you will be on election night going, well, what the fuck happened? <laughs> what the fuck happened? Why didn't somebody go in and do something? Why, why didn't the white knights ride in? We've been waiting for three years for Q to show himself or herself or whatever the fuck it is. Has Q done that yet? Q has not done that. No one's coming to save you, America. Nobody. The only one that can save you is you. Meanwhile, the status quo is going on saying what they're going to say. This is what Hillary Clinton said over the weekend. Listen carefully to, to the enthusiasm. She doesn't even have any enthusiasm for Joe. She knows what's up. She knows what's up. She knows that the books have already been cooked for 2024. She knows that. Why, why even go out and fight for Joe? Listen carefully what she says. Moment where he almost fell over coming downstairs a day or two ago. He didn't use the railings. Jill wasn't there with him. Every time that happens, your heart is in your mouth because these things could be consequential. Is that a concern? Now, did you hear what he said? Well... The president of the United States wasn't using the hand railing, and his wife wasn't standing there by his side to, to hold his hand. He nearly fell, the most powerful man on the face of the earth, and this is how they're talking about him. And she's got to think carefully about how she answers this, because she knows what it'll do. It'll be broadcast on a bullhorn across the planet. So listen to her. She fakes this sincerity, fakes this confidence. Well, I mean, well, I mean it's, it's a concern, concern for, for anyone. anyone. Um, and we've, and we've had, had presidents, presidents who've fallen before, before who were a lot younger. younger. Uh, yeah. They were a lot younger, Hillary. She already knows that she stepped on her dick right there. They're a lot younger. Old men, when they fall, they generally, old women as well, when they fall, they usually break a hip. And when you break a hip, that's generally a death sentence at that age. That's why she's guarding her words very carefully here. But listen, listen how she tries to upsell Joe. What a, what a great job he's done so far. She can't even say it without trying to, without breaking her face. Her, the smile that she's trying to hold, but she can't do it. Listen carefully. Um, and people, people didn't, didn't go, go into... into you know, you know heart, heart palpitations. palpitations. Um, but, but he, he has age is an issue, and, and people, people have every right, right to consider it. But, but you know, you know he has, thanks, thanks for the permission there to, to consider it, Hillary. Thank you. <laughs> this great, great saying, saying and, 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 you know, you know I, I think he's right. right. You know, you know, you know don't, don't judge him by running, running against, against the Almighty, but against, against the alternative. And I am, you know, you know of, of the camp that I think... You know, you know, he's, he's determined, determined to run. run. He has, he has a, a good, good record. record. Okay, Let, let's let's look at that. Joe has a good record. He ran for th president three times. The one time he did win, it's highly contested. He got more votes than you, Hillary. He'd run three other times. He's run the other two other times. 
He didn't campaign. You didn't campaign. And the states that you didn't campaign in, you lost. But he didn't campaign in the entire nation. Okay, now for the fact checkers, they go, well, he campaigned. No, he did not campaign. He wasn't going door to door, knocking on people's, well, it was COVID. Trump was doing that. Trump didn't have any problem doing that. Trump, well, that's because they were trying to kill grandma. Yeah, if you're still going down that path, everything that you believed about COVID, we've turned out to find out that it was a lie. The six feet didn't matter. The mask didn't matter. Vaccinated, non-vaccinated didn't matter. Still doesn't matter. So the excuses that they're trying to utilize to say that Joe won this election, even three years later, do not hold up to the smell test. Helga continues. That three years, three years ago, ago, people would not have predicted, would have gotten, gotten done. done. Uh, he- You're absolutely right. We would have not had any idea three years ago that the bullshit we're currently going through with dudes on the side of cans of beer bottles because nobody has the moral courage to say, that's a dude with a dick. Yeah, we, we could have never predicted that, Hillary. You're absolutely right. Doesn't, Doesn't get the, the credit, credit yet, yet that, that he deserves? deserves for- I'm giving him all the credit for everything that's happening. 100% of the credit for where we are right now in this nation goes to Joe Biden. We've got this infrastructure deal in place. Where is the, where's the shovel-ready jobs? In fact, where are those shovel-ready jobs that Obama promised? They never materialized. They never do. All it is is money in somebody else's pocket. You know it, and I know it. What, what is, is happening, happening out in the country, country in terms of, you know, you know jobs and growth and, and, and planning for the future with chips, chips and, and other stuff? stuff. So where is all this? I, I don't know where this economy that they keep talking about is. Do, do you guys know where this economy is? Am I the only one missing it? I, I haven't seen this economy yet that these people keep talking about. Joe Biden's economy, where is it? The only thing that I see is higher prices and shortages. Inflation going through the roof. A southern border that's wide open and a fentanyl crisis that kills a, a, at least 100 people a day, minimum. Minimum. We're bragging about Joe. Listen to what she says. She expects him to win. So, so I obviously, obviously hope he stays, you know, very, very you know, focused, focused and, and able to uh, compete in the election. Because compete in the election, able to compete. What does that mean? What What does that mean? Able to compete. You just said that he's got everything that he needs. What would stop him from competing in the election? He's the top guy. In fact, he's so good at his job that there's no debate. The debate is over. Joe Biden's the guy for the Democrats. Nobody else gets a mention. It's Joe. The fix is in. When you don't have a debate, you're saying to your people, we've already figured out who the guy is. You don't need to show up. We'll vote for you. That's all I can hear from everything that they're saying here. I think... think he, he, I, think I think he, he can, can be reelected, and that's what, what we, should we should all hope for. for. She, uh, she, didn't say that with, she didn't say that with any conviction at all, did she? Did, did you hear the conviction in her voice? I didn't hear it. Did you? You don't need conviction when you know the fix is in. And for those of you who say that, well, Kramer, Kramer, that, that was all conjecture. That was all bullshit. No. We know the fix is in. When you don't have debates, when your party says we're not having debates, guess what other nation or nations has done that in the past where they've said, no, there's no debates. We don't need to talk to you. The election will be on this day. These are our candidates. What other nation has done that in the past that you can think of off the top of your head? I'll give you one. China. Russia is known for doing that. Iraq was known for doing that. Uh, Venezuela is known for doing that. Cuba is known for doing that. North Korea is known. Do Do you start to see the theme here? Do you start to see the pattern forming? When they tell you there's no reason for debate, we, we don't need any debate, folks. 
We don't have to debate these ideas. They're baked in. We're Everything's perfect. We got it. Joe's the guy. Joe's the guy you're going to vote for. That's, that's who you're going to pick from. And we're going to land blast everybody else. I think that what's going to end up happening is that JFK Jr. is going to pose a little threat. We've got some others that may join in here in the next few weeks. But what's happening on the right for us is awesome. What's happening for us on the right is perfect because we want Trump to be the guy. I think they want Trump to be the guy, too. But the way to ensure that Trump's the guy is more and more people get in. You remember that he went against 16 other candidates the last time that he ran. Well, in, in 2016, 16 other candidates he ran against. The top of the top. All the big names, all the big money behind him. Why did they lose? Why did they lose so uh, catastrophically? Simple. You. The power of you. You showed up in such big numbers they couldn't hide it. You've got to do the same thing this time. This week, we're going to talk about things that we can do. We're going to talk about uh, how you can organize grassroots in your neighborhood, how you can vote, how you can har uh, ballot harvest. Well, Kramer, we don't, we don't want to do with the Democrats. If we don't play by their rules, we're going to fucking lose again. We have to play by the rules that they're playing by, not the ones that are in place, not the law. They don't care about the law. They've shown time and time again how many, how many laws were broken just in Pennsylvania. Constitutional, the constitutionality of that election in 2020 in Pennsylvania was illegal. They, they defiled the Constitution. And then state after state has done, done it since. How many of these gun laws have they pushed in the last, well, Illinois is a great example. We don't care about the Constitution. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. That's what they're saying to you. We're going to do whatever we want. Sue us to stop us. Oh, by the way, we control the courts, too. Hey, I'm uh, going to take a break here. If you, um, if you haven't done so already, go get yourself Tusk. Tusk is the new browser. they got all kinds of new features in it. They've built in a new AI tool that is really cool that helps you with your search and so on. Uh, it is the next wave for free speech in America. Tusk, the Tusk browser. You can get it at tuskbrowser.com. Welcome back. My name is Kramer. This is Kramer Says Live. You can find us every Monday through Thursday at 8 p.m. Um, and tomorrow night, I'm going to be on that that thing of ours podcast. Uh, I don't know what time. I think there starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, I will be on with them tomorrow night, and then we'll do our 8 o'clock as normal. Phone lines are open. If you want to give a call and uh, make your voice heard, you can do so right now at 388. I'm sorry, 877 388. Uh, I, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, uh, 38, uh, 38 I'll get it here in a moment. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, make your voice heard. Let's hear, let me hear from you tonight. Uh, based on what we're seeing and, and what's happening in this country, where do we go next? What do we do? Well, the thing that we have to do is start organizing locally. Uh, if you're a grassroots organizer, I don't care where you are in the country. We want to hear from you tonight. Your experiences, your advice on how people get involved so that they're heard, so that it's not just meaningless rhetoric on social media and so on, because that's just talking to the, that's just screaming at windmills at that point. What we have to start doing is making an impact. And the way that we do that is in the next 18 months, making our voices heard in two fashions. 
The first one is, is letting the politicians that are currently in office know that their days are numbered unless they start doing the bidding of the people. Unless they start listening to us, their days are numbered. Our nation's days are numbered unless they start listening to the people. When you've got Republicans saying, hey, listen, we want the Patriot Act to continue. We want the FISA courts to continue the way that they are. And Democrats are saying, no, we don't. Uh, you know what? I think that's something that we can agree on. I can agree on that. I think that I think the Patriot Act should be dismantled. I think that the FISA court should be done away with. 702 should be dismantled 100%. It's been abused. It cannot be used cor correctly or properly simply for the fact that humans are involved in this. And humans are going to use the powers or back channels or back doors or whatever they have open to them to go after their own enemies. We've seen time and time again uh, elected officials and government officials using their power to go after private individual citizens and using the resources of the government to do so. That's exactly what happened with the FISA courts. This deal that we've seen with Trump and the Mar-a-Lago raid and so on shows you how corrupt the system is and how there is a dual, there's a dual um, justice system in our nation right now. And maybe not even dual, maybe in tertiary or maybe it's got four or five different levels. I don't know how many levels it's got, but it's got us to the point in this country where we don't trust the police. We don't trust the courts. We don't trust the judges. We don't trust the mainstream media. We don't trust journalism. We don't trust each other. We can't continue like this, folks. It's un, uh, it's un-American, number one, and it's unproductive. We're becoming the laughing, laughing stock of the, uh, the the world if we aren't already. And unless you start making your voice heard, and I keep saying this, you want to make it better. You're going to have to be a part of it. Some people say, "Well, Kramer, we're not gonna we're not gonna listen to you anymore because all you do is just scream and yell at us." Okay, doesn't change anything, folks. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. You can decide to, to walk away and say, well, Kramer's, Kramer's been screaming this for a year. And what's it been doing, folks? It's been, well, for three years, actually. It's been getting worse every year. Has, has it gotten better since 2020? Tell me where it's gotten better. Well, we don't have to wear masks anymore. Oh, you mean that your, your constitutional rights aren't being violated by everybody? And you let that happen. You let that happen because you were too afraid. And Well, I didn't wear a mask. I, I, I didn't take their vaccine. Good. That's the first step. Second step is, is not doing anything they say. Folks, I, I don't know how to put it any better than this. You're going to have to determine if you would rather live on your le knees or stand. Now, standing's tough. It's hard. Yeah, you get called a lot of names, and you don't get invited to a lot of things. We had a client. Well, I shouldn't say client. We had somebody who was a potential client call up to, to my business, Mosaic, the advertising agency. And they were all gung-ho until they saw some of my social media posts. Now, this is a conservative. And he goes, well, Kramer, he said, I, I, I can't do business with you because you're too hot. What do you mean I'm too hot? Well, what you say is that you've got, I know, and you're a beta. You would rather live on your knees and take their money than you would stand and take the, the slings and arrows. I get that. That's fine. I fully understand that. Those are the people, and I think that Kanye West put it best, that's when slavery is an option. Slavery is a choice. 
It's easier to be a slave at that point than it is to stand and fight, stand and be heard. It's a lot easier to be the slave. If you don't see yourself that way, then, then you're not looking at the, the picture the right way. If you don't have the freedom to exercise your freedoms without repercussion, they're not freedoms. They're permissions. If you, if you have to ask someone if you can own a firearm, that's not a right. That's a permission. If you have to ask someone to speak freely, or you fear that speaking freely may have repercussions, the First Amendment isn't a freedom, is it? Is it? It's not a right. It's a permission. One thing that changed my mind on the way that I look at the world these days is, and I've said it before, is when I died in 2016. I... I had a heart attack on Super Bowl Sunday in 2016, and then that fall had sh uh, shoulder surgery and um, coded on the table. I was supposed to be dead twice in 2016. I didn't die. And when I came back out that second time, but that was a wake-up call. Two times in one year, th that'll get your attention. So I decided to change my life in a number of different ways. And the number one way is I'm not going to care about what other people think about what I think. I don't give a shit what you think about what I think. I don't care. I don't care. I believe what I believe for a specific reason, my experiences, and knowing what humans are capable of doing to other humans. What they can justify. What they can allow to happen to other humans. We've seen it just in the last few weeks. Go to Twitter. All you have to do is go to Twitter and go through the videos and start scrolling through the videos and see what's possible, what people are capable of doing to other people right here in this country, not third world nations, right here in this nation. And things are pretty good right now. We've still got food in the stores. We've still got electricity. But those people that do those things to those people when times are good, what do you think that they're going to be like the moment times turn hard? When there is a shortage of food, when the electricity does go out. We're being warned time and time again by our leaders that we should expect a big cyber attack. That's one. Then today we learned that 50 U.S. senators received satellite phones from our government in case, you know, something wacky goes on, some kind of national or international disturbance, and they need to get a hold of those senators, they can now do it through satellite. I'll ask you the question again. What's getting better, folks? We, we're living on the doorstep of nuclear Armageddon. We're, we're at the closest to midnight we've ever been on the world danger clock, or whatever it's called. We're the closest we've ever been. That's even looking at what happened with... Cuba, the Cuban Missile Crisis back in the 60s. It's worse now than it was then. And we've got more nations threatening to use nuclear weapons to solve the problems of the day. If you don't start acting, if you don't start getting involved, things will not change. No, you're probably not going to be able to get involved at the level you not want to or need to to make change happen at your state capital level. You may be, you may not be. You may or, not, may or may not have the influence or the access to those in D.C. to make things happen in D.C. But what you can make happen is in your own community, in your own neighborhood. That's where it starts. It starts by holding the people in your neighborhood accountable. 
and getting other neighbors to do the same thing. It's amazing to me how fast a bully backs the fuck off when you jack him in the jaw. When you got him reeling on their heels, how their eyes are all jumbled around in their head, they didn't expect it. They don't expect you to stand, and the reason is because you haven't done so. You've been waiting for somebody else to do it. You've been waiting for somebody else to go fight for your freedom. There's nobody out there, folks. Nobody's fighting for your freedoms. I'm not fighting for your freedoms. I'm fighting for mine. I keep saying this. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this, or I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for me. I've told my boys my entire life, I love you, but I love me more. I love me more than anybody else on the face of the earth. I cannot give you what you want. I cannot give you what you deserve if I don't first have it for me. I have to want it first. I have to want it more than anybody else for me to have it and give it to you. I have to want it more than you do. When it comes to freedom, it's the exact same way. I want my freedom more than you do. How do I know? Because I'm taking action to preserve it. And I'm asking you to help us, to join us. No, you do not have to show up in the streets. I do not want that. What I want is your voice. What I want is you standing there side by side when the time comes is that when we need to stand, that we have that unity. The problem is that today everybody's afraid. Well, Kramer, we don't know if the FBI is this or that. You're right. Uh, Let me ask you this. If you're fearing your government may infiltrate your group because of what you're doing, your your constitutionally protected activity, you're afraid that the government will infiltrate your group and spy on you, that's when you fucking do it. That's what I keep trying to say. If you're fearful of your government, now's the time to act. You don't give them more time to gain more power. That doesn't make any sense. You have to start expecting more, not only from your community and those around you, but from yourself. We're here because we let the ball drop. It's us, all of us, me included. We stood, we stood by and, and had, a, had fun. We were off at the fair. We were off at the concert. We were at the play. We were at the park. We were doing whatever we wanted to do while they ripped our country out from underneath us, and we weren't paying attention. It was too much fun doing all the other things instead of paying attention. And now we're looking around and going, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? The things that we do, folks, and the thing that they're most afraid of is coming together. That's what fear, that's, that's what they fear more than anything else. They fear us coming together as one voice. That's why January 6th scared both Republicans and Democrats alike. They had never seen anything like that in their lifetimes in this nation. Even the riots of the 1960s did not compare to what happened on January 6th. It scared the shit out of them. That's why they're making a, an example of all of those that are in the J6 detain all the J6 detainees. They're making examples of them. I don't, I don't want to become like one of those guys. I, I'm not going to do that. Why would I go to D.C. and do that? I, I don't want to do that. I show up in jail. That's what they want you thinking. That's what they want you believing. They don't want you to have the balls the backbone, the courage, the bravery to stand up to them. They're bullies. Nothing more, nothing less. They push you just hard enough so you won't push back. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if you ever noticed this. When they push you, 
and they come back to push you again, they don't expect you to jack them in the jaw. That's what 2020 was. They pushed us in 2020. They, they, got, us, they got our attention. They, they, we realized, okay, now we know who the fuck you guys are. This is going to stop. And we've been trying to do it, but the problem is, is that there's far too many of you sitting in your chairs, watching TV right now, or on your mobile devices going, Kramer's crazy, nothing's ever going to happen. Nothing's ever going to happen. You're right. It won't. Without you, it won't. It's going to take more than just me screaming into a mic and looking into a camera with my big blue eyes and telling you how bad it is on a nightly basis. It's going to take more than that. So this week, we're going to be bringing guests on that know about this this process those that helped with the tea party movement in the 19 or in 2010 remember that remember when we were going to go to dc and get all the taxes lowered remember we were the tea party stood for taxed enough already what happened with that well it fell apart because people stopped holding other people accountable they went on about their lives they didn't hold them to the measures you've got guys like uh was it uh, nordquist that for years has been trying to get taxes lowered, taxes lowered, taxes lowered. Nobody wants to listen to him. He's been preaching the same message for 30 years. But he was the only one that was getting the contract with America together that, that happened to start get us, getting us down that path. These motherfuckers are not going to stop spending your money and your children's money and your grandchildren's money until you hold them accountable. They're not going to stop doing it. Janet Yellen is going to the to the entire planet and saying, "Hey, listen, hey, hey, you guys, if 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 we don't get things this whole thing settled with the debt crisis and the, the debt limit, um, um we're we're going to default by June first. Really? I'm supposed to believe you? When Biden just sent another 375 million dollars to Ukraine, and is now talking about sending F-16s. I no longer believe anything they have to say. Because they do one thing." Or they say one thing, and they do another. Or they say another. Folks, it's up to you. You're the one that dictates this. You are not powerless. By yourself, you are. But two people? Three people? Four people? Go ask the Navy SEALs. Go ask the Special Forces how many really good people they need to make a difference in a country. That's the way you have to start thinking about this is that we have to be strategic and tactical about what we're doing and how we're, how we're doing it. This bullshit of being on social media and just clamoring at each other and screaming at each other, and you're wrong, no one's going to be convinced of that. That's what they're expecting you to do. We have 18 months to save our nation. Tomorrow night, um, we're working on a guest really hard to get a guest in tomorrow night that will be able to help us down this path. But tomorrow night, we're going to talk about the things that are important for you to do in your community right now, today. Who to contact in your community to get involved? No, you do, not, you do not have to be the leader. You can join a group. Find something that you're passionate about and become a part of it. Expect change. Demand change. Be the squeaky wheel. You don't need to be a big wheel to make a lot of noise. You just got to be the squeakiest. And then if they kick you out or they have a problem with you, then get vocal about it. Go to the newspapers. Make fun of them. Ridicule them. Call them out for who they are. If you don't have the courage to do that, then you don't have the courage to take our country back. So I've told people a million times. I, I, had, a, I had a buddy of mine that says, well, when, when the revolution comes, he says, I can't wait. I said, bullshit. You're not doing bullshit. You're not doing anything at all. How do I know? Because you wore a mask. You took their vaccine. 
You took a knee when they said, take a knee. You're not fighting shit. Well, well I'm done. No, you don't have it in you. Because you had several opportunities to, to take a stand, and you refused to do it because, well, your million-dollar home is more important to you. Your seven-car collection is more important to you. Taking a vacation every three months is more important to you. Well, Kramer, you're just a dick. You're absolutely right. I am. With that being said, I'm out of here. My name is Kramer. This is Kramer Says Live. We will be back tomorrow night at 8 o'clock or before. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Kramer,